Evening prayer starts on page 21. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, patient, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet ought we chiefly so to do when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore, I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice under the throne of the heavenly grace, saying, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 65 is begins on page 416. Thou, O God, art praised in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed in Jerusalem. Thou that hearest the prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. My misdeeds prevail against me. O be thou merciful unto our sins. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and receivest unto thee. He shall dwell in thy court, and shall be satisfied with the pleasure of thy house, even of thy holy temple. Thou shalt show us wonderful things in thy righteousness, O God of our salvation, thou that art the hope of all the ends of the earth, and of them that remain in the broad sea who in his strength set us fast the mountains, and is girded about with power, who stilleth the raging of the sea, 
and the noises of his ways, and the madness of, his, of the peoples. They also that dwell in the uttermost parts of the earth shall be afraid at thy tokens, thou that makest the outgoings of the morning and evening to praise thee. Thou visitest the earth and blesseth it, thou makest it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water, thou preparest their corn, for so thou providest for the earth. Thou waterest her furrows, thou sendest rain into the little valleys thereof. Thou makest it soft with the drops of rain, and blessest the increase of it. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy clouds drop fatness. They shall drop upon the dwellings of the wilderness, and the little hills shall rejoice on every side. The folds shall be full of sheep, the valleys also shall stand so thick with corn, that they shall laugh and sing. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the nineteenth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. When the Lord your God has cut off the nations whose land the Lord your God is giving you, and you dispossess them and dwell in their cities and in their houses, you shall separate three cities for yourself in the midst of your land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. You shall prepare roads for yourself, and divide into three parts the territory of our land, which the Lord your God is giving you to inherit, that any manslayer may flee there. And this is the case of the manslayer who flees there, that he may live. Whoever kills his neighbor unintentionally, not having hated him in the time past, as when a man goes into the woods with his neighbor to cut timber, and his hand swings a stroke with the axe to cut down a tree, and the head slips from the handle and strikes his neighbor so that he dies, he shall flee to one of these cities and live, lest the avenger of blood, while his anger is hot, pursue the manslayer and overtake him, because the way is long, and kill him, though he was not deserving of death, since he had not hated the victim in time past. Therefore I command you, saying, You shall separate three cities for yourself. Now if the Lord your God enlarges your territory, as he swore to your fathers, and gives you the land which he promised to give to your fathers, and if you keep all these commandments and do them, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and to walk in his, always in his ways, then you shall add three more cities for yourself besides these three, lest innocent blood be shed in the midst of your land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, and thus guilt of bloodshed be upon you. But if anyone hates his neighbor, lies in wait for him, rises against him, and strikes him mortally so that he dies, and he flees to one of these cities, then the elders of his city shall send and bring him from there, and deliver him over to the hand of the avenger of blood that he may die. Your eye shall not pity him, but you shall put away the guilt of innocent blood from Israel, that it may go well with you. You shall not remove your neighbor's landmark, which the men of old have set, in your inheritance which you will inherit in the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. One witness shall not rise against a man concerning any iniquity or any sin that he commits. By the mouth of two or three witnesses the matter shall be established. If a false witness rises against any man to testify against him of wrongdoing, 
then both men in the controversy shall stand before the Lord, before the priests and the judges who serve in those days. And the judges shall make careful inquiry. If indeed, if the witness is a false witness, who has testified falsely against his brother, then you shall do to him as he thought to have done to his brother. So you shall put away the evil from among you. And those who remain shall hear and fear, and hereafter they shall not again commend such evil among you. Your eye shall not pity, life shall be for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Here endeth the first lesson. The other Magnificat. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh verse of the twenty-eighth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them, his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed, and this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Here ended the second lesson. Together, Nuptimittis. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee, absolve thy people. We may all be delivered from the bands of those sins which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in resting quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Uh, this is our, uh, maybe not quite our last Saturday, Sunday in Trinity, but the one uh, tomorrow we start the Sunday next before Advent, so we start getting ready for a little different season. And in our um, colic, we prayed that we would be delivered from the bands of those sins that we might commit. And it's interesting that in Deuteronomy, what we read is about cities of refuge. And so it talks about innocent blood. Well, we know that innocent blood cries out to the uh, ground, to God from the ground. We learned that with Cain and Abel when uh, God asked Cain where his brother was. And he said, I'm my brother's keeper. And God said, I hear his voice calling out to me from the ground. So um, what would happen is because if somebody um, hurt somebody in my family, I might be uh, wanting an eye for an eye quick enough um, that the avenger of blood was, we're going to go out after this person. And sometimes there were things that happened, um, which we might call manslaughter, um, which is different than murder. And so I think one of the really interesting things is if you read the modern translations in the the sixth commandment about thou shalt do no murder, but it says thou shalt not kill. And and that's not a really good um, interpretation is murder that we don't want to have because kill could be an accidental thing. It was interesting to me that the axe handle was, or the axe head coming off the handle was, was the uh, example they gave because one of the first things we learned in Boy Scouts when we used to do way back when they used to allow us to do axes and knives was never swing an axe when somebody's in line where, you know, if you let go of the axe, it could be uh, heading in their direction. So you always want to, um, you know, be act safely to begin with. But of course you can't always be aware of what everyone else is doing or in control of what they're doing. So sometimes things would happen 
that weren't somebody's fault. And so before the family would come out and take vengeance, sounds a little bit like the mafia, I guess, but uh, before they come ven have vengeance, um, there was cities of refuge. And so um, today we might think of like a car is often a tool of involuntary manslaughter. You might do something as small as running a, a stop sign, but you know, someone could be killed in the process. So there, in, in that time, there was a city that uh, of refuge, you could go there and they would not surrender that person. But if a murderer went there who was guilty of, uh, you know, lying in wait of their neighbor, or someone who's actually guilty of murder, they would, uh, extradition would happen and they would go back and, and face the penalty. So kind of interesting, um, couple things here. First off, um, probably a good lesson here is to gather all our facts before acting. So if something happens and you feel like your emotions tell you, I have to go do something, uh, our feelings are our teachers, but they're not our guides to action. So we have to gather all the facts and then we decide what's the right way to act and what's, what should I do and what will honor uh, God and how can I be a man of God or a, a woman of God and how do I respond to this? And the deeper lesson here is that guilty need a place to, of refuge and safety in this world. And so we as sinners needed a place of refuge in the world and it was provided to us by, by Jesus. Um, he doesn't offer us a changed world. He offers us himself and the world to come. And he offers us a chance to begin our life in the world to come while we're still passing through this temporary home. So that's our place of refuge. And that's something that also we develop. Uh, in Matthew, it, uh, interesting that it talks about um, the false witnesses. And you remember in Jesus' trial, they brought false witnesses into um to bear false witness against Jesus so they could put him to death. And in Deuteronomy, these false witnesses are to be examined and then uh, you know, either put to death or treat, treated the way that they wanted the person to be treated that they were false witnessing against. So those false witnesses against Jesus, what they were asking for is if they got caught was crucifixion, according to the Old Testament. It's also interesting that the people that inspired them to be false witnesses were the people who were uh, supposed to be leading the people in, in uh, serving and, and loving God. And so the crime against God and the murder of his son was accomplished with false witnesses and bribery by the people who are supposed to be leading us into our relationship uh, with God. And so what this uh, verse in Deuteronomy says, one witness shall not arise against a man concerning any iniquity or any sin that he commits, but by the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter shall be established. So what they determine is we just got to get two or three guys to lie. And so it's interesting that the guard who was watching um, the tomb was that the, the part of the guard came and told the council what happened and they bribed them to lie about it. And I was thinking about that. And when you read it, it doesn't really tell you. But my understanding is that if if I'm a Roman guard and I let somebody escape, uh, that's a death penalty. And you remember when Peter was let out of prison, the, the jailer was about ready to kill himself because he was going to die anyway. And Peter said, don't do that. And the man ended up becoming a Christian. But um, I didn't. it doesn't say here whether the people actually watching the, the tomb were killed or not, and the rest were bribed. And my thought is if they did that and they killed the people, they're almost, they have to, you know, you know give more credence to the fact that Jesus isn't there. And then they have to, uh, their lie that, you know, his body was taken by his disciples. Interesting that they're blaming his disciples who ran like rabbits in fear at the crucifixion. And now they're blaming him of uh, uh, the subterfuge of come and stealing his body. 
And so Jesus appears to his disciples and and this is the um the thing that we we remember as as we go to our you know we come to our refuge and Jesus said all authority has been given to me in heaven on earth and then he gives us a charge he tells us we're to go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all the things that he commanded him commanded us and that he is with us always till the end of the age and so we're told to spread the news of this place of refuge this place in the holy spirit where we can live in the kingdom that is to come but live live it in this world that isn't isn't uh fully in that kingdom yet so that's our charge and i just thought there was some few interesting things about it and i uh, hope that was all right so um let's continue i'd like to do the intercession and because it's saturday and just because i feel like that's a good thing to do i'd like to do the two prayers just following it um the thanksgiving and then um, the last one there and we can close that way so with the intercession on page 590 and accept o lord our intercessions for all mankind let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations and may, may as many may as many as has re, have received it live as becomes it be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And we can pray that thanksgiving together, if you like. To our prayers, O Lord, we join our unfeigned thanks for all thy mercies, for our being, our reason, and all other endowments and faculties of soul and body, for our health, friends, food, and raiment, and all other comforts and conveniences of life. Above all, we adore thy mercy in sending thy only Son into the world to redeem us from sin and eternal death, and in giving us the knowledge and sense of our duty towards thee. We bless thee for thy patience with us, notwithstanding our many and great provocations, for all the directions, assistances, and comforts of the Holy Spirit, for thy continual care and watchful providence over us through the whole course of our lives, and particularly for the mercies and benefits of the past day, beseeching thee to continue these thy blessings to us, and to give us grace to show our thankfulness and a sincere obedience to his laws, through whose merits and intercession we receive them all, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And finally, the prayer for God's protection through the night following. In particular, we beseech thee to continue thy gracious protection to us this night, Defend us from all dangers and mischiefs and from the fear of them, that we may enjoy such refreshing sleep as may fit us for the duties of the coming day. And grant us grace always to live in such a state that we may never be afraid to die, 
so that living and dying we may be thine, through the merits and satisfaction of thy Son, Christ Jesus, in, whom name we, in whose name we offer up these our imperfect prayers. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. It was a pleasure to work with Robert and, and pray with all of you. Have a great Saturday. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you. Robert. Good evening, everyone. Happy continued Thanksgiving. <laughs>